Welcome to the What to Do with Different podcast, where we talk everything neurodiversity. Here, it's all about what we do with different. Welcome to episode four. Today, we are talking about some very exciting, very fun content. Um, Just as a refresher, I'm Shannon. I'm degree in behavioral neuroscience, and I have a deep passion for organizational development, um, which is why I love my job. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my colleague, Lisa, who is an expert in neurodiversity, as well as information processing and executive functioning, or how we prefer to say individual effectiveness skills, all of which we could talk about for days. (laughs) We sure could. Thank you, Shannon. After nearly 20 years of working in this field, I have loads of information and experience and perhaps a few funny stories to share as well. So let's get to it. In today's podcast, we are excited to be talking about something a little fun and different. And the topic is pet peeves. You know, we all have them. That stuff that drives you crazy, sometimes even to the point of interfering with our actual functioning. And of course, we'll be tying these annoying peeves right back to neurodiversity and the differences we all have in how we think, learn, and function. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I love that we're talking about this today. Just I, I for one, <laughs> I have so many pet peeves. <laughs> Me too. But don't we all really? Oh my gosh. Well, we do. You know, most people have experienced, you know, some of these, these small irritants that for some reason just drive us up a wall. Mine is gum chewing. More on that in a bit. Uh, but first, I would love to dive into a potential reason why we absolutely go batty over annoying things. Oh, yes. So peeves could be just irritants that we struggle to cope with, or potentially they could be in relation to our primary driving force, which is, of course, survival. So this is a, one theory that I found very, very interesting. And it's that things that are annoying grab our unwilling attention and they actually prevent us from paying attention to other things. So let's take um, office gossip for an example. So the gossiper's actions present a potential uh, survival disadvantage to the listener in two ways. One, their focus is taken away from whatever it is that they're doing, which makes them potentially vulnerable. And that really, (laughs) really just ticks some of us off. Mm -hmm. Two, it could trigger distrust, right? So then it results in perceiving the gossiper as a threat, which then triggers that fight or flight uh, survival instinct, which is, is wild. So this was just one of the, the really cool theories that I found, and I just find it kind of fascinating. Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like at times these annoyances and peeves really can result in a full-on like heart-pounding freakout. It's crazy. Yeah, well, exactly. And that heart pounding freak out, that is the fight or flight survival reaction in us. So what I'm learning is that our reaction to any annoying stimuli can range, you know, from from mild to moderate to severe, what have you. But when it comes specifically to sounds or to auditory stimuli, we could be, our reaction could be just mildly annoyed, right, or or distracted, or it could become a full-fledged, like you said, that heart-pounding freak out, right, that full-fledged reaction. And that reaction is something that's crazy, and it's called misophonia. Um, So audiologist Marcia Johnson describes misophonia as the pathological hatred of annoying noises. You know, side note, I think that my gum-chewing peeve kind of teeters on on the more of the scale of misophonia than annoyance but um essentially it's when the stimuli goes from being super annoying oh my gosh you know we get stopped to that 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 instinct, the fight or flight, the yellow jacket is coming for me. I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to be stung, panic mode, just from this the silly little stimuli. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good point. There definitely is a huge range of responses to pet peeves. And a little bit later, we'll actually touch a little bit more on just how that impacts our day-to-day functioning and our ability to really show up. Uh, First, let's just actually talk about some of the most common or top pet peeves. Let's. Okay, so one type of pet peeves are those sensory irritants. For example, nails on the chalkboard, tapping of fingers, clicking of pens, humming or whistling, or chewing loudly, Shannon, chewing gum. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness, gum. So, oh my gosh. Moments in the classroom or in workspaces where I've been stuck in confined spaces with people who are chewing away at their gum. Oh my goodness. I have gone, I mean, seriously, I have gone lengths to avoid gum chewers. I mean, I have moved seats and even cars on the train. I have, I've I've placed my computer monitor in, in front of me to block the gum chewer's face once at one time. I've even had to retake my entire ACT exam just because of the guy chewing his gum behind me. I mean, such a small, silly thing, but seriously, it has hindered me in life and professionally. I mean, seriously, you had to retake the ACT. Oh my gosh. gosh. But again, these responses really can be pretty darn strong and detrimental. And it's funny, one of my big sensory pet peeves are long sleeves. You will no almost, almost never see me wearing them. Um, I don't know what it is about it. I just don't like having that feeling around my wrists. They get stuck in the water when I'm washing my hands and then my shirt's wet or the droopy sleeve is banging onto the desk as I'm trying to work. I can't handle it. And along those lines too, like uneven sleeves. I can't take it when going out for a jog and one of my sleeves is kind of pushed up a little farther than the other. And if I can't get it adjusted fast enough, it just gets me so agitated. It's, it's really crazy just how much these small peeves can get in our way. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes me think of so many of those sensory ones because that that's a big area for people. Uh, Invasion of personal space. That's another sensory peeve. I mean, seriously, I do not need to know what flavor coffee you had this morning. (laughs) Or, or, oh my gosh, the close talker, right, that gets super close and is repeatedly tapping you, like with the back of their hand on your arm as they're telling you the story. Oh yes. Uh, it drives me nuts. Yes. I have also heard of people who can't function just visually because of visual distractions, right? So messy workspaces or clutter on the desk. Lisa, <laughs> I think you may be one of those. Shannon, fine, 100% I am. I mean, I feel like everything is just swirling if it's visually all over the place. I cannot focus or grab onto a thought. Now, that does not mean that I'm not going to grab everything and throw it in a pile behind me. It's a good thing we're not doing a video cast. <laughs> I get it. I get but it. What's interesting to me is is with all of these, there's always a reason. There's a reason why other people kind of do what they do to drive us nuts. And there's a reason why it bothers us so much. So we're really excited to explore a little bit more. Here's another example. Tardiness. People who arrive late or reply late. Ooh, yeah. Big one. Big one. Yeah. Or people not doing what they say or not following rules. Those rule breakers really drive a lot of people crazy. I, you know, I think that makes me think of the potential impact of some of these peeves and how much it really can impact not only ourselves, but how we actually show up. And, you know, maybe those behaviors actually result in significant consequences, like a lack of respect or trust for others. And that can interfere pretty significantly with our interactions and day-to-day work. Yeah. I mean, in our functioning too, it's, it's wild. 
so pet peeves, while they're, they're funny to discuss and maybe not so funny to experience, they are actually part of our unique neurodiverse makeup. Um, and incredible things can happen when we figure out how to exactly to work with, account for, and deal with these pet peeves. So I, for one, am taking our own advice here. We've come up with what we feel is a perfect plan for using pet peeves to our advantage. So to kick it off, first, it's really important to identify why. Why am I so annoyed? <laughs> you know, is it a sensory thing? Is the person being rude? You know, really just exactly how am I interpreting this annoying thing? <laughs> yeah. The second one, what is the impact, the feeling, or the result, right? Is this, is this person's annoyingness <laughs> resulting in a lack of trust? Is it building resentment? Is it anxiety producing? Is it yielding in distraction? Um, and then third, consider all of the possible reasons that the doer is doing that super annoying thing. And this is the part I know Lisa and I just go wild for. This is the part we love so much is really getting inside the mind and understanding others. And the more that we understand, you know, how and why others think and function the ways that they do, the easier it will be for us to figure out exactly what we can do about it. We, we do love that. We really do. <laughs> we really do. So in relation to coping with peeves or pet peeves, I should say, um, you know, it's important, right, to kind of step back and think logically. So could this person have a legitimate skills deficit? Are they chomping on their gum because they, they crave sensory input? You know, maybe they have higher or lower processing speeds. Maybe they have ADHD. You know, maybe they have OCD. Maybe they're just really rigid in nature, you know? Absolutely. And that, that understanding is so key. It's absolutely critical to us being able to kind of move into, you know, step four of this great plan we've put together in trying to figure out how to really leverage, if we can say, our pet peeves and mm -hmm. figure out how to actually do something about it. And that fourth step is let's lay out the options for solutions. This is not just about complaining. I mean, while this is fun and all, <laughs> it's so important that we figure out what we can do. And so to do that, I've kind of split this into four different areas that we want to look at as options for solving this problem of reacting strongly to these pet peeves or allowing them to interfere with our functioning. So first thing is, is there a way? So number one, can we find a way ourselves to cope internally, to become more tolerant, understanding, or accepting? Yeah. Yeah. And, th and this kind of just brings me back to like the gum chewing, right? So I really found that breathing or like a self-calming exercise, um, you know, just it, it helps to dismiss some of those thoughts for me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So we really do want to look at ourselves and, and kind of ask ourselves, is there something that we can be doing on our end to let it go or not allow it to bother us so much? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes not so much. So the second thing that we want to look at is, is there something we can do to help them, the other person, to develop the skill? Perhaps, you know, let's say for the example, they're late for a meeting, constantly late for their meetings, or they have really a difficult time following through on their work commitments or what they've committed to do. Maybe it's really just because they can't or they don't know how. They might have significant challenges in their individual effectiveness or their executive functioning skills that are causing this. And they might just need help developing better time management or understanding how to break down and analyze and get started on and carry out tasks. So they might actually have a skill set they need to develop. And if we can help and support them in that way, we may see that annoying behavior kind of subside or fade away, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And in addition to looking at, you know, both parties involved, is there a way we can actually third 
adjust the situation or environment? Can we change the environment or remove the challenge altogether? Um, you know, if you've got people who are not focused during a meeting and it's driving you crazy because they're texting or they're working on something unrelated, you know, maybe we just change up the structure entirely and we find a way to structure the meeting to be more interactive. And we put them into brainstorming or breakout groups or sometimes have just kind of like some kind of an action item um, or plans they can be creating and developing in response to what's happening in the meeting so that they're actively engaged. So sometimes it just takes simple tweaks and adjustments that can make all the difference in the world. And the last yes. piece is, you know, accommodating the peeve. And when I say accommodating, right, well, let's just say we've got someone who cannot show up on time. They really struggle with time management and they just haven't figured it out yet. Um, maybe we just start telling them the meeting starts 15 minutes sooner, you know, and then we just remove all of the anger and frustration and resentment and trouble that's being caused by this person constantly showing up late. So we don't want to do that unless we need to, but sometimes we just need to accommodate it. Mm -hmm. Who knew that pet peeves could be so involved and exciting? <laughs> Such a fun topic today, Shannon. I, uh, I'll be sure that I spit out my gum the next time we meet, now that I know this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I'll be sure to take um, sleeve jog gear off of your birthday gift list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely do that. Too funny. This has been great. Really fun. Yeah, so much fun. So much fun. Um, thank you guys for joining us on this episode. It's always great to talk neurodiversity on the air. Um, we're very excited excited. Accompanying this, um, this episode, we have created a fun little infographic summarizing exactly how uh, to not only understand our pet peeves a little bit better, but to really find um, strategies to cope with them. So find that on our LinkedIn page under the LMC group. Again, on LinkedIn, feel free to email uh, comments or send us any questions we'd be happy to address. Um, I think that's it from us. Everybody stay safe and stay healthy. We will see you next time.